This is Walking Off, featuring Francisco Castro, Tom Torrey, and Todd Varney. All right, episode 14. Can you believe we are already 14 episodes in? We are rolling. The Brewers are rolling. They are tied for first, and they have a decently favorable schedule over the next few weeks. Hopefully, they can keep that rolling. Uh, you are listening to the Walk Enough podcast, the Brewers podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire, uh, by Blue Wire Hustle, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Check out some uh, other podcasts that we have on the network. We also have a YouTube channel. Check that out. We have some uh, exciting interviews on there. We've uh, talked to Chuck Friedman. Uh, Evan uh, Reifert, Reifert, I always push that name, and he's explained it to us, but I still continue to butcher it. Jim Crines, author of Remembering County Stadium, and we will be adding more as we go. Um, so definitely check out the YouTube channel if you not if you haven't yet. Uh, gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Long time no see, Todd. Good to good to see your face. Talk to you. Yeah, Tom, how are you doing? Oh, doing doing awesome. Working a lot, you know. Honestly, I said, where have you been? Not what are where? You <laughs> where have I been? I've been all over, man. The last few days, like I don't know. Went to the game on Sunday. It was awesome. It was hot. I mean, but it was an awesome experience, you know. Um, especially before they get fill capacity, you can kind of walk around and kind of do what you want to do uh, at AmFam Field. So if you haven't a chance to check it out this season, go ahead and do that. But other than that, man, just, just all over the place doing my thing. How are you, Todd? I'm doing good. Uh, back in my hometown, so I went and watched uh, the high school baseball team here tonight in the first round of regionals. They got an exciting walk-off win. Um, my coach is still the head coach uh, from when I played, so it was cool to get a chance to talk to him for a while after the game and, and see an exciting walk-off win. So shout out, Riverdale, uh, getting a good win there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I did uh... – the other night, I did the last game at Jones Park in Fort Atkinson for the Fort Atkinson Blackhawks High School baseball team, uh, and that was actually a really good game. Um, as it were, it was like I think it was like it was like six to two or six to three or something like that. But solid game for my last game of the the broadcast season until fall. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. You you were saying Tom that they were um, was that the team that was going for the record um, in wins. Or no? no, so the day before I was there's uh, Jefferson and Fort Atkinson have a big rivalry they used two years ago uh, when I was in high school. So, um, but the softball team was 18 and 0 at that point on Monday night, uh, going against a scrappy Fort Atkinson softball team, uh, and it was two to two going out of the first. I mean Jefferson came out, Fort Atkinson responded real fast, but uh, got to see an eight to three victory Jefferson over Fort Atkinson, 19 and 0. I don't know if they went 20 and 0, but. Uh, uh, Fort hit a home run. Uh, her name was Alyssa Hagney. She uh, crushed a home run to left center. It was pretty sweet. Um, you know, it, it's been a really fun broadcast season working with the radio station that I do. And I'm just, I'm excited for what's happening in the fall. I'm excited for what happened here with the podcast too. I mean, um, you know, we get to talk baseball all the time. So it's just, <laughs> just adds to the fun uh, in my schedule. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's always good when you can talk baseball because, uh, well, I'm glad you could find time to add us back to your schedule, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> Tom has uh, missed, what, like four or five straight episodes, I feel like. So. I'm slacking, boys. I'll get back in the groove. No worries. Got to get in the groove. Got to get in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this team is rolling. Um, 
they've been playing well of late. So honestly, and they've been they've been playing well while Tom's been MIA. So yeah, Tom, you gotta go. I've been. I'm just going to do us a favor. We're just going to pull Tom out yeah. right now. It's, you know we're going undefeated now. Yep. There it is. Championship. <laughs> World Series. <laughs> you think they'll give us a float for just doing what we did? Maybe. I mean, they, I like, no, they did win. They, they even I was at the float. game on Sunday, so, I mean, they did win. It's not me in general. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'll kick myself out for a Would bit. Be? So if they lose tomorrow, just um, know that it is Tom's, Tom's fault. fault. Yeah, and yeah. we will never have him on this podcast ever again. If they'll they just lose, shove me. So, they'll just shove me in the producer area. They won't let me come oh, no. and make appearances anymore. Nope, gone forever. I'll type type random shit into the to the comment section. You random facts about cats password. you don't know. Nope, you and I even be allowed. We'll have Jimmy uh, replace you. Change out the keys. Change out. Oh, 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 definitely. We'll Captain block Ace. you. Did he ever get a response from Bakhtiari on Twitter? Not yet. What? Damn. I was hoping. Jimmy had knee surgery today, so he tweeted at David Bakhtiari that the doctor told him he needs to discuss rehabbing with David. Oh, for sure. And uh, David hasn't responded? No. Well, he's, Defi- a very he's defying doctor's orders. I mean, come on. Yeah. What a you guess, uh, what a Yeah, joke. I mean, now if Jimmy doesn't recover, we know whose fault that is. <sighs> Oh well, but hey, um, let's uh, let's start talking about some. Uh, we'll dive right in here and get talking about some baseball. Um, the Brewers took two or three from the Reds. They lost uh, yesterday's game uh, last night. It was a kind of a funky game. I recapped that last night. If you haven't checked that out, it's on our YouTube page as well as our Facebook page. Um, they've been playing some great baseball and they're rolling. Uh, I think they've won eight of eight out of their last ten. Um, they're in tie for first. I don't think the Cubs played today. Um, just taking a quick quick look. Yeah, so no, they have not. And as of right now, uh, the Brewers are tied for first place in the uh, National League Central, which is pretty exciting just because, I guess, the season's up and down. Like We didn't know if they're going to be uh, any good halfway through the season when they just lost seemingly every game and every uh, schedule or every series as well. So they uh, they turned things around. And uh, yeah, so they're both thirty-five and twenty-seven on the season. So not bad. It not feels bad good. Feels good to be where we're at right now. I mean, I know a couple of weeks ago we were kind of walking on eggshells, kind of, kind of ready to let the wheels fall off for a minute. But you know, we do realize it is a long season. You know, guys will come in and out of the lineup and and do good things for us. I think Keston here going down for another for another treatment. I think was the right call. You know, I I don't I don't see any problem with that. You know, he needs to get his stuff together um, as far as that goes. And I I'm right there with you, Francisco. Praying for Universal DH next year. You know, just so it, you know he could just fit in that slot. And all he'll have to do is hit. So, you know to see where they're at right now. To see Suter pitching as decent as he he is. He's not great. Mm-hmm. He he's not great, but he he's good enough for now. So whatever, I'll take it. Is he is he good enough? I don't know. He's, I do. He's been. He's been I'm trying to be positive. Like I'm trying to stay positive with it, just because of what we've lost. And you know, you see JP Fireheisen doing good things in Tampa Bay, and you know, Look, I miss you some, knew when, when I miss the Rays traded for one of our pitchers that they were going to turn them into like ace material. That's what the Rays oh, yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, you know, when they're trading their relievers. Like uh, Mr. Greg Fox that we got, uh, you know he's garbage because otherwise they would have never given him to us. So wouldn't have wasted their time on him. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> too uh, bad, though. I had high hopes for Trevor Richards. Maybe a little change of senior would do him yeah. good, but just he is McNasty if, if McNasty ever was. But uh, Travis Shaw's hurt. He's out. He's um, always on the 10-day list now. It may change. I don't know. I saw him at the game. He seemed uh, he was kind of chopping it up with some of the players. He seemed okay. I mean, okay, you know, relative to what happened. Um, if you didn't see, he had dove awkwardly um, last night at a ground ball and didn't get up right away. And it was kind of a, a scary scene, I guess, since nobody really knew what what was the reason why he was laying down. There's a lot of speculation whether he broke his arm or if he had dislocated it. Um, but the, and then the car came out, and I'm like, great, can he not get up? Um, but he was able to walk up with uh, help uh, from the trainers, and they were able to pop it back in, and he's on the 10-day injured list. And uh, his dad was at the game, too. Uh, I, I was reading that, and I can't even imagine. Yeah, I can't even imagine like watching that happen to your kid, right? So, No matter how old you are, it always hurts to see your kids get hurt. You know what I mean? Just For sure. That's what it is. And you can't do anything, right? You can just he, run out to the field. Right, so. right. I wonder if he came down and gave him any fatherly words of encouragement. Rough some um, dirt on it. When I, when I blew my knee out, I was sitting on the bench afterwards and, and we obviously didn't know exactly the extent of the, the damage. And my dad came down and stood on the bench behind me and just leaned over and whispered in my ear. And he was like, your team needs you out there. You get your ass back on that field. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I got up and tried to move around a little bit and couldn't. And what, uh, what that, a good pep talk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was, it was more expect more expletives than that, but uh, <laughs> that summer, um, he was taking me and a couple of buddies to a, a brewer game. And I told one of them that story and dad just kind of looked at me and said, you know, I don't know if I ever told you or not, but sorry about that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always nice when dads can just come down and, and, uh, get away with saying whatever they want to when their kids, you know, football career just ended, but right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. I mean, it, I had hopes that Travis Shaw was starting to figure it out there. Um, you know, he tried to bunt for a base hit and made it close the other night and then had that big double late in the game to put some insurance runs up and ensure that, you know, Hader would get some more time, some more rest. And uh, you just kind of hope that that was the right step for him. You know, a lot of times all it takes, he had one really nice play defensively, had a good hit there at the end, and you just kind of hope that that's what gets it going for him. And then he gets hurt. The one thing that I think this might do is force the Brewers hand a little bit, um, depending on the extent of this injury is force their hand to, to go make a move sooner rather than later. Uh, because we know that they have to get a corner infielder, whether it be a first or a third baseman. Right. And I think, I think this, you know, if, if Travis is going to hit the 60 day that you've got to, you've got to go find somebody else. I heard they were saying Eduardo Escobar might be a trade option if uh, they're selling. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts about uh, about all that? Well, I mean, I know we've talked about Jose Ramirez. We've talked about what uh, another guy in Seattle's, one of Seattle's guys. Seeger. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Eduardo Escobar, I mean, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, before we – I agree. I think uh, from the uh, – well, we just saw him come in with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. Um, 
And he's a good player. He's playing really well. I'm just kind of pulling up his stats right now as we speak. Isn't it in the uh, 300s as average? He's sneaky older than I thought he was. He's 32 years old. Uh, he's hitting he, 237 on the yeah, year. 237, okay. But he has 41 RBIs and 14 home runs. So that would lead the league, or I mean, lead the, the, lead the Brewers in probably every category <laughs> offensively. But I would yeah. take 14 home runs and 41 RBI any day. Um, that Solid average, defensively, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, he can play second base. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't know if he can play other positions, actually. I haven't even checked that out defensively, if he's able to play um, or what he can't play. But either way, adding him, they will find a spot and a way. And Council's really good at just kind of mixing and matching and putting people where um, they'll best best uh, succeed. But with our options that we have now, um, last night they moved um, Urias over to third, where he's probably going to get a lot of uh, playing time. Uh, because they still have Kane and Colton Wong on the injured list, and that list is kind of uh, creeping up and starting to grow, kind of similar to a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago, when they had a good amount of starters on the injured list. Right. And um, the Brewers, they played well. They were able to kind of bear it. So we'll see how they do. Um, Council did say that another player is going to get an opportunity to step up. In the long term, it probably, probably means... Luis Urias is going to get more playing time at third when Colton gets back, and that Urias is doing a really nice job. He's swinging the bat really well. Another player is going to get stepped up, is going to step up and get an opportunity when you have injuries. That's how it works. So, yeah, it's kind of that next man up mentality. They're going to have to uh, figure out who's going to do it, right? Um, I know there are a lot of speculations on who you're going to call up. Zach Green's name has been popping up all over. Um, Aaron Ashby. Well, well, yeah, we're going to talk about him uh, in a second. I, I'm actually kind of uh, I have a little bit, a couple of things I want to talk about him. Um, okay. But Zach Green, he's been crushing it. And, and I thought they were going to bring up a, an offensive player, but they didn't. Um, they ended up bringing up Patrick Weigel. Weigel, I'm probably butchering his name. Um, I don't know much about him. Do you guys, do you guys uh, have any thoughts I on him? I do not. I am not familiar with him. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Um, real quick, just looking at Eduardo Escobar. It yeah. looks like he can play pretty much anywhere. Um, he's played some short, some second base, primarily third base, played a little bit of corner outfield as well throughout his career. And uh, back in 2016, he pitched one inning. So he does it all. Nice. He's also, uh, nice. in 2017, he caught an inning. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's your guy, whatever you need. I'm pulling up his uh... jack of all trades. I like that. That's cool. Yep, and he's a free agent after this year. So, oh, okay. Um, so he know, did sign a three-year, twenty-one mil. Contract, you think he'd be so. a cheap rental then? Hey. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, he should be. And yeah, he's I mean, only it, old seven. Go ahead. It really depends, though. the The Diamondbacks just fired their hitting and pitching coach today. Uh, their hitting coach was Darnell Cole's former Brewer hitting coach. Yeah. Uh, and and former neighbor of mine, Darnell's a great guy. So, um, hate to see him get bring get him on the pod. On, kind of fall him on the the sword down there for him but um you know it it really depends they've lost 20 of their last 25 they're just not not playing well at all was it game one yeah, or two of the series money either no no yeah, i wasn't uh, the manager go ahead go ahead no i was saying he only he he uh he signed a, a pretty good contract not too uh expensive uh three years 21 
one meal, so seven seven meal five hundred, and they would obviously they wouldn't play all of it since it's half this half the season, but right, it's not too much where you think oh no the Brewers can't do it. They could afford that. So the Bucks won Game Three tonight. Thank God, eighty six to eighty three. I was Sorry watching to get the first off sidetrack. Nope, it's fine. I was watching. I was watching the first half as as uh, I was kind of. Uh, prepping here, and uh, the, the the Brewers, the Bucks started pretty well, and then the the Nets are catching up, and I'm thinking, oh man, they catch up. And I'm not I'm not a big basketball guy, but so I don't really I don't know. I'm not yeah, I mean, the the ins I mean, and outs, but I just felt like uh, once they kind of they have a lot of uh, momentum, but so. Well, you mentioned Luis Urias uh, before. Um, you know, what a, what a spark I lit under his butt when Adames got traded over. I mean, the guy's just been electric. And to see him grow so fast, I mean, to have the opportunity he's going to have now is going to really show down the road, you know, what kind of kind of a snapshot, what kind of player he could be like down the road. Yeah, yeah and he's I mean, uh, been playing him... well. And... Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, just having him, you know, step in for Wong and be able to play there. And then, you know, now moving over to third with, with Shaw being out, getting some some time over there, just getting that consistent time when he's not being asked, you know, to to do everything that a shortstop's asked to do. And I think another big, big key there is, you know, the Brewers are, I believe, after today, 13-3 and three since Willie Adamas joined the team. And... Every everybody in that clubhouse is saying how he's such a great energy guy, and and you know that's that's really what he brought to this team. And we talked about that, you know, especially mm-hmm. after they traded Arcia, there just wasn't anybody on this team with that spark. So to see him step in and make that immediate impact on these guys and and bring that energy every day, I think really helps a guy like Luis Urias now that he's getting all these reps, but also has somebody else that can help you know, kind of coach him through some of this stuff on the field and help him out there too. It probably makes a huge difference for him. Absolutely. It's like a mentorship almost <laughs> between right. the two guys. It's really cool just to see the, what Adamus has brought, has brought right away. Like you saw it right away. And to see them rip off a 13-3 and run since the trade, I didn't think that was going to be kind of what we were looking at here. But what a pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is that a Blaine um, Farman fleet hat? Hold on. Oh, this? Oh, actually, ab- did you get a haircut, That's badass. I absolutely did not. Okay. Francisco, did you get a haircut? Cut it myself. Oh, there we go. Were you just Thought fishing for different? compliments? I think you he know, was. I, I was listening to <laughs> your totally podcast. I totally think he was. I was. He's like, oh, did you get your haircut, that. bro? He's like, yeah. Todd, are you losing weight? No, why? You've been working out? <laughs> a little bit. Look at those forearms. Such tone. Good well, tone. when you wear a Superman shirt, you gotta you gotta look the part. You gotta bring yeah. it. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't absolutely. wear a Superman shirt and then flex and people just kinda laugh at you. That's that's why I that's why I have a chicken shirt. That's why I got a chicken shirt. <laughs> no, I I was asking Todd because I was listening to your podcast, um, your other podcast, and I swear I thought um Someone had said something about a mullet, and I'm like, "Did he get a mullet? Cut his hair?" Oh my! No, no, 
I I was mess since that one is uh, an audio only podcast. I always like to mess with them, and I I my hair is pretty long up on top right now, and and so when we came back from our intro, I had messed with my hair and had a really really nice looking emo look going, covering one eye. So uh, that that led to a whole can of worms there, but. That's hilarious. Gotcha. Such okay, I was just hilarious. curious, and I wanted to ask. Uh, I was going to ask before we, we recorded, but I figured I'd ask. I'd ask now. But okay, so no yeah, haircut. That was a good time too. Yeah. No, no, why not? No, it's better than ever. And Tom, thank no, you. No time I, like I do, the present. I do appreciate your compliments. Um, I won't let it get to my head. Honestly, let it let it go to your head, dude. Um, I should. Speaking of other people who should let things go to their head. Tom, your boy, yeah. Daniel, a.k.a. I don't even want to talk about Mr. I knew June it. I knew Vogelbach. It. Yeah. This guy on the month hitting 304. Yeah. Uh, three home runs. It, I, what a monster. I can't, I, you know, he's had a good month so far. I'll give him credit. I don't tell him. I mean, don't pass this word along. He's had a good month. He's been getting the, the bat in front of the ball and doing things with it, but still, you know, what is he going to do here in July? We'll see. You know, I don't know. I just, I don't like him. I still don't. I don't, I'm not bought in just because he's had a good week and a half. Who cares? You were I mean, so how hard can to you, please. How can you get mad at a guy with 1124 OPS? I don't know. So that, Same guy. So that brings his average to what? 150 on the season? Yeah. 220, 221, guys. Oh. I mean, he's getting up there. MLB average. I'm just not a big fan. I don't think it it will ever change my mind. He could be batting 300 and leading the team in RBI and home runs, and I still wouldn't be bought in, just because I know that when he's bad, he's bad, and we've all seen that. So, not surprised. Um, He was an all star, you know. I give him that. Well, sorry, Francisco. Go ahead. No, let's. let's, You said he's an all star. Let's talk about that real quick because I hate when people say that. Um, (laughs) Every team deserves an all star. That doesn't mean, or sorry, they don't deserve. Every team gets an all-star. That doesn't mean he deserved that spot. Um, you see that every season where they're like, uh, who's going to represent the uh, the Tigers? And some random, you know, nobody. Nico like, Goodrum. Well, he's our best hit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He was an all-star, but he wasn't an actual all-star right. deserving. So I was, I was saying that, you know. No, I get it. Who's going to represent the Pirates? Um, I mean, Josh Bell could from the past, I guess. Yeah, just retroactively. (laughs) Who would have thought thought that they get get rid of Josh Bell and suddenly nobody knows how to play fucking first base? Like, that just blows my mind. It's hilarious. Maybe they'll Garrett Cole. Sure. Yep. Did you see that? Okay, let's pause. Did you see that Garrett Cole interview when they asked yeah. him to use Sticky? Uh, yeah, um, he's like, I don't know how uh, to answer that. I, it's uh, the what happened was there was, and then well, we took the and if you look back, you can spot where the and we just thought we could, um, like, dude, just say no and move on. Yeah, right. Just lie, and then if you get caught, you get caught. Yeah, shit. Every happens. every position player is it. using it. Or, sorry, every pitcher on every team, for the most part, most it's, pitchers are, are using it. Some, or yeah. some concoction variant of that. Did you see, um, you can like buy it on Amazon for like 30 bucks, like it's a canister. 
Nice. Yep. So I'm gonna go ahead and buy that, and next thing you know, I'll be uh, I'll be pitching for the Brewers. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some of that. It'll take my spin rate up to like four. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's uh, probably enough to get you signed. Yeah. You get you get yourself a little a little deal. Maybe play for some independent ball. There you go. There you go. Oh, Kickstart your career again. I what a thirty-five. Yeah, I don't know that Spider Tack has what it takes. No. Especially uh, if batters connect with that stuff, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Well, the ball is dead, but oh let's go ahead and what, Tom? Tuna? We got a tuna site? Nope. Cat. No, it's the cat. He uh he he missed the table and biffed it. Oh my god. <sighs> the wild yeah. one is fantastic. Oh, cats, cats on this wild. podcast like to make appearances. They're attacking. He's attacking my dogs that are sleeping right next to me right now. And he was trying to jump from the table like, you know, a wrestler would from the top rope. And he missed the chair to the table. And it's not very far, but because he's kind of mentally weird, he didn't make it. So it was pretty funny. Well, let's let's go ahead and kind of review this past uh, this past series, because it was a good one in uh a lot of interesting things to, to point out from there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the Brewers were able to take two of three from the uh, the Reds. And uh, I am pulling up the game notes as we as I'm talking here. Unless you have them, Todd. Uh, yeah, so on Tuesday night, Adrian Hauser got the win 5-1. Uh, to one. Like I said, Travis Shaw came up. Um, had that two RBI double there towards the end of the game uh, to to kind of set that one apart in the top of the ninth there. Give them a little bit bigger lead, a nice cushion. Uh, Hauser got the win, went five and a third, gave up one earned run, had four strikeouts and three walks. Suter closed out that inning with a strikeout, uh, and then Boxberger, Williams, and Milner all came in and, and threw shutout innings to get us out of it. So, uh, it was nice to to see some other names from the bullpen. Uh, you know, Boxberger coming out there being strong, and then uh, for Hobie Milner to get out there and get a chance as well in that one. Uh, Travis Shaw played pretty well. Vogelbach was all right, had a hit. Uh, Avi Garcia did Avi Garcia things again. Had a home run off of uh, Sean Doolittle. The Brewers kind of kind of lucked out on that one. Uh, Sonny Gray was cruising along. Uh, pitching pretty decent there, had five strikeouts through three innings. And then must I, I didn't see the follow-up on it, but came up after one of his warm-up pitches uh, in the fourth inning and, and had some discomfort, looked like a groin or a, a hamstring. And so they pulled yeah, him. Yeah, so they, and got they diagno- diagnosed it with a right groin strain. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. So they, yeah. they definitely lucked out on that. And uh, anytime you can get Sonny Gray out of there, a little early, you'll take it. Yeah, he's on the ten-day uh, list, also. Yeah, so. especially with with the bullpen that they have. I mean, the sooner Garbage. you can get into that, the better. Uh, and then Wednesday, they had uh, is it Vladimir Gutierrez making his third career start, came out and pitched a pretty solid game: seven innings, two earned runs, seven strikeouts. And the Brewers' offense just kind of failed to get anything going uh, in that one. Vogelbach had a home run, and 
uh, let's see, Garcia had an RBI, and then um, I believe Yelich. Oh, who had the other one? Um, was that the one where Yelich hit yeah. into a double double play for them to score a run? Uh, possibly. Oh no. No, it was a balk. There was a balk in the top of the first. Yeah, so um, Urias got hit with the pitch, and then he was able to go around on a single. Then he ended up scoring on, on a balk. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, nothing too great in that game. Uh, Freddie Peralta pitched four innings, gave up one earned run, six strikeouts. Suter came in, gave up an earned run. Wait. Are you talking about today's game or last night? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, t- I hit the wrong tab there. Um, I was Ooh, like, too many tabs. Really, Brett Anderson pitched in. Yeah, yeah. Brett Anderson. And and like I said on the wrap-up on Tuesday, you're going to get one of two Brett Andersons typically. Uh, a guy that's going to give up three runs and get you into the sixth inning or a guy that's going to give up five or six runs and maybe get you through the third. And he threw – Three innings, gave up five runs, four of them earned. Two walks, no strikeouts. So, yeah, tough to see him come out. I'm sorry. on that? Go ahead. Honestly, what are your thoughts on him? Me? Either one of you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sad to see any of the three guys that pitched on Wednesday not pitch anymore between Brett Anderson, hmm. uh, Lauer, and Yardley. Like, I don't remember the last time one of those guys came in and pitched and you were like, wow, that was really impressive. That was a nice outing for them. I feel like every time they come in, you're like, all right, let's, let's hope we get the best version of them, but we're probably not gonna. You, I think if you're basing on potential out of the three of those guys, I would believe more in Lauer than any of the three. Um, I, I think they just, it wasn't their day. I mean, I just don't think Brett, Anderson deserves a spot in our rotation. I just don't see it. I don't think he's worth what we've paid him. And I just, to me, it seems like he's gone out drinking the night before. And then he comes in and then you don't know who, what the hell you're going to get out of him every time he starts. And it's just, it, it's getting to the point where every time I don't want to watch the game. If I know that he's pitching, I feel like I, I could do other things instead of waste my time watching him give five or six, you know, five or six runs up. And then we're watching the brewers trying to catch back up the whole time. It's just, to me, it's just the equation of my time versus watching a quality game is not there. Yeah, absolutely. I um, am uh, I'm probably on the opposite side of the Brett Anderson's train. You guys, you guys have popped off. Um, I am still on the Brett Anderson train, but I am looking at the exits, and uh, I may get off the train soon. But I feel like if you look at any other, yeah, it's uh, slowing down. I'm about to hop off. But if you look at any other rotation and you look at their fourth or fifth starter, all around the league, you're not going to see somebody who's going to go deep into a game who's going to shut uh, shut any team out. Uh, that just doesn't happen anymore. So if you look at our fourth and fifth starters and you look at Brett Anderson, he doesn't go deep into games anymore. And that's kind of an issue. He had talked about it in the post game show, how he's, uh, he has to get better and right. What else are you going to say? You know, when he goes through right. three innings and you give up five yeah, runs, obviously feeling good, thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe on I'll, my maybe a I'll game go. today. <laughs> maybe I'll do two innings look- next week. And, uh, 
and see how that goes. But no, so I, I think he has a potential to do, do well. Like he, like you said, he can give you five innings, three earned runs. If you get that from your fourth and fifth starter, ideally not your fourth. If you get that from your fifth starter, you you can live with that. Just because we have so many good arms up at the top of the rotation, it kind of you have three games out of five that you know you are in the position to win. And then uh, I don't I don't I know just, about Eric Lauer though. I would rather waste my time on a young pitcher than a guy who has has had a like flash who? in the pan. I would rather go with Eric Lauer every five days. I'm I'm probably in the minority with that. But I'm just he talking about every five innings. He only comes in because Eric, because Anderson couldn't come out. He does everything. He can give you spots. But starts. I'm just he saying, like, I would league. I would like to see him just on a on a starting five bases every five days because sometimes he doesn't get every five days. And I think if I'm going to waste a start or if I'm going to put a guy in that I know may not give me much time, I would rather go after a guy with more potential than Brett Anderson has. I think he's capped out. I don't think he he's I just I would rather I would rather put my time in on a rotational guy like like a younger guy than a guy who's 34 years old. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean you always want to invest in the youth, but I think um you know right now they've got a long stretch. I think they're playing like 17 straight. They don't have another mm-hmm. day off until the 20th right. right this month. Right. And I think you'll see Lauer get put into the starting rotation. Craig really wants to go with a a six-man rotation Mm -hmm. right now to keep these guys fresh and give them that extra day, especially the way the guys at the top are dealing. Fortunately, they've been able to do that over the last couple of weeks with off days. Um, You know, letting that off day work as your fifth or your sixth starter. But now where they're going to be playing a a hell of a stretch here, I'm I'm sure we'll see, you know, Lauer jump back into the rotation as the sixth. And I get what you're saying where, you know, you want uh, you want to have your young guys, you know, try to try to invest in them over a guy that you know what he's going to be. But at the same time, I mean, starting pitchers are starting pitchers. I get and, it. I get it. You, you got to have enough of them. And, and you're, you're five and six. They're going to drop a stinker here and there. Right. I mean, they're they're going to have those outings. Um you just hope that eventually they can, you know, when, when you need them to, they can come through and, and have a, a couple good ones stretched together to, to at least let your offense have a chance. I hope he can piece it together. If we're going to stick with them, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, so, so just another one of those guys. Just nah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I do. And because if you watch him, he doesn't, it's not very, he doesn't strike anyone out. He gets a ton of ground balls, and it's he's really dependent on his defense. And I think there are two or three balls put in play that could have been caught or could have been uh, could have been outs, and he had a, an error himself. Mm, I think yeah. um, he's really dependent on on you know his his defense, but at the same time, he doesn't go deep into games. So if he's, he's if he's going to continue to only pitch three four innings, you're you're going to waste your bullpen and. Most likely, if he's only going two or three innings, he's probably giving up a decent amount of runs. Yeah. Um, so you're you're already in the uh, you know you're already in the hole, and then you're using kind of your B relievers because you don't want to waste you know all your good relievers for a game when you know when you're already down it's a decent wasted. amount. Yeah. Right, and I and that you you need someone to eat innings, especially after you know, like it, it can't be said enough after playing a short season, you're going to a long season or a regular season, you're going to need innings to be eaten and you need someone to do it. So 
Yeah. If he's not going to do that, then maybe find someone else. I don't. I don't know who's out there. There are people who are. You know, there are teams who want to make trades. Uh, there are a lot of teams who are falling out of the race pretty quickly. We talked about the, the Diamondbacks. I'm sure uh, there's you know teams that wouldn't mind doing a trade for a a starter. But at this point, I'm not really worried about the rotation. I think they probably more so need a reliever. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. It's going to be interesting to see at the trade deadline what the Brewers do and and, and around the league. I I have a feeling there's going to be a couple shockers out there uh, because of some of the teams falling out of the race. And you, you got to think with the with the rotation that they have um, and the the defense that they have in the the bullpen or back end of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Greg and the front office they know they have a good shot at making some noise in the playoffs. And we've seen them make moves. Like we've talked about it, we love that they do make moves. Sometimes they kind of backfire, but at least they're consistently trying to make the team better. So I know they're going to do something. I maybe it's a splashy move. Who knows? Maybe they get they swing for a, another dominant pitcher, or uh, maybe a reliever who's uh, another A A reliever, A plus guy who can, who can kind of bridge the gap between um, their starters and Devin and Taylor. So right, there's there are going to be arms available, and it's going to be. I would rather have them make a trade sooner than later because they they have an easy stretch of games here, and I would love to see them make up some uh, gain some ground on the Cubs because the Cubs keep winning, and uh, we're tied for first. And I'd rather uh, I'd rather kind of put some separation in between the two of us. So. <laughs> it's cool to see us though going to be thirty five and twenty seven right now. When a couple weeks ago we were we were a couple games under five hundred, so. Happy to see the turnaround and looking forward to the future, man. I, I can't wait. Well, I was just, just looking real quick. Um, I think a guy that's really flown under the radar this year is Omar Narvaez. He, I was looking today, you know, we can think back when we had Yasmani Grandal and he left, you know, signed that, what was it, a four-year, $73 million deal with the White Sox and, you would have loved to hold on to at least him or Moustakis that year. Um, but for what they got Omar Narvaez for, he's putting up a, a 2.0 war this season so far. His defense is, has looked much better than it did when he was uh, out in Seattle. Last year, definitely struggled at the plate. Looks like he's starting to put it together this year. Um, and, you know, like I said, putting up a, a solid little number there on the war column, which is he's a really good left-handed hitting uh, catcher, man. It's awesome. It's really yeah. cool to have. Yeah. And he's behind um, Buster Posey and JT Realmuto for catchers in the national league, which <laughs> it's good company. Yeah. And, and he's not far behind them either. Um, what is he behind then, them in? Uh, in war. Oh, in war. Okay. Because, yeah. Do you and think yet, he'll make the All-Star game? I don't know. Um, just because Ramito and Posey are so good. Yeah. Um, and they, they're in bigger markets there. Uh, but I mentioned Grandall. He's actually a 1.5 war this year. So, you know, for that that contract that he signed there, which good on him. He bet on himself and came to Milwaukee um, and, and it paid off for him. Absolutely. But to have a catcher, you know, that we're paying a hell of a lot less to – to to go ahead and have a better ward you know we'll, we'll see if it plays out for the rest of the year but that's pretty damn good 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. He's somebody who is deserving of an all-star, like if you Absolutely. You know. But uh like you said, they're, the NL has a ton of good catchers. And the fact that the Brewers will probably have two or three starting other starters in the in the All-Star game, this is a good chance that any position player, no matter who they are, is going to get overlooked on this team just because, you know, they already have a couple. Um, yeah. So unless the fan vote gets them in, which I don't, I don't know if the Brewers fan vote will be enough to get him in over, like you said, someone in the Bay Area where there's a ton or, or Wilson Contreras, who's having a great year in Chicago. He's having a really good, yep. I can't so. stand that guy. Yeah, Yachty Molina's there. Uh, you know, there's there's just and other he, guys that yeah. that the name recognition is just there for some of those fans um, outside of their their home base. Yeah. And and their home bases do a really good job at rallying and getting that fan vote in. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're gonna have. I don't think we'll have any position players in the All Star game. So. But I think we'll I think we'll have three at least three, uh, I don't know four maybe Hater he might be in yeah I think Hater will get in there uh, Peralta's kind of a fringe guy uh, I, I don't think, know I think what he has I think what he wins I here here's the thing I think Peralta is deserving of it he's having a great year but based on how you know the the All Star game usually goes. I don't think you're going to see three starters from mm-hmm. one team make it. That'd be pretty dope, though. That'd be so cool to, to say that that we did that. That's got to be a record or something. Well, you never know. I mean, it's coming up quickly too. It's only in a month, so you know, time we'll to see fun. how that all how that all shakes out. But let's look at that last game. Um, or I guess today's game, real quick, because there's uh, something in there that uh, I wanted to uh, kind of point out. Um, I don't know if you have those up, Todd. I do. Today, but Oh, sweet. Okay, good. What did yeah, um, be on the on their game? Of course, of course. I am always prepared. Uh, well, <laughs> or, or sometimes, at least. Uh, Vogelbach, again, big day for him. Uh, another uh, home run today. A couple of RBIs there. Two Went four. two for four with a walk and a strikeout. Um, let's see, Jace Peterson, good game for him. Uh, three RBI day, two hits there. Willie Adamas continued, uh, with two RBIs and a, and a hit or two hits. I'm sorry. And an RBI. So just kind of saw it come from all over. I think the big takeaway from this offense today is one statistic that I've been harping on for the last few weeks, even, even while they've been, they've been playing good is their uh, runners with scoring position. Um, today they were five for 12, which Pretty is fantastic. That, that might be more hits with runners in scoring position than they've had in the last month. Uh, mm-hmm. If we had a producer, I'd make him look that stat up for me right now, but we don't. So I'm just going to say it probably is. Um, and other than that, I mean, looking at the, the pitchers, uh, I'm on the right tab now. Freddie went four uh, innings today up one earned run, had six strikeouts. Suter then came in, took the win, uh, had, threw two innings, gave up one earned run, four strikeouts. Good to see, like Tom was saying, Suter kind of coming back uh, and looking like Suter is, is you know, we're used to seeing rather than when he comes out and gets lit up. Uh, then we saw Boxberger come in. He threw a shutout inning. 
uh, Hobie Milner. Then he came in and, and had another one this week, which is nice for him to kind of stack some of that success. And then Trevor Richards actually came in and uh, not only did he throw a scoreless frame, had three strikeouts. So we'll, we'll take that. Hopefully he's turning a page there as well. It was a good game overall. And I, uh, I was hoping Freddie would come back in after the rain delay. I think it was a decent, maybe an hour rain delay or more. I can't, can't remember. Yeah, that's just head, a so. long, that's a long time to go sit down. Yeah. and. Right. Yeah. I, I understand the logic. I just know that he was kind of on that, um, seven was it seven k's seven plus k's over a certain amount of starts and he um was you know had a streak going so he just needed one more strikeout but no i understand the logic i know a lot of people um were kind of you know like what why is he why can't he come back in um but it, it makes sense you don't want him to have and especially we have so many games coming up you want him to stay as healthy as possible so but uh, something that did happen in this game, like it was probably the one of the more exciting parts of the game, for me at least. I had to take a, a couple of double takes, and uh, I saw one of the greatest catches I have seen so far, maybe this year, by a fan. And uh, I want to go ahead and play that real quick and kind of get your guys' uh, idea or takes on this, and uh, we'll kind of break this down real quick. And that ball is rocked. Deep right center field. Welcome back, Joey Votto. Home run number 301. Votto ties it up. His first hit back from the IL is a solo homer to tie the game in one. Yeah, we've seen some pretty good work in the in the crowd in this series. Now that, that, that is laying out. That is <laughs> That's incredible. That, that's big time right there. And he's left-handed. I like it, kid. Left-handers need more love in this world. I smile, too. I make catch like that. Look at him. Get ready. He's going to be all over <laughs> every highlight show tonight. Yes, he better he will. be. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> thoughts on that catch, Tom? Fantastic. I mean, good, for, good form, man. He's good out form. there putting his body on the line. Those chairs aren't fun to fall on. And he no. just... Laid out a row in front of him, went after it. Good for him. Hell of a play. If you could take his defense, because uh, Chris Davis just got DFA'd this week by the Rangers. So a team could sign him and then get that kid to play defense instead. You're all right. Yeah, he definitely had it going on. I mean, you got you to gotta give him credit. I mean, that ball could have hit him just as well in the face. Uh, as landed in his glove because that guy seemed like uh, in front of him that he had to that he had a good uh, good feel for the ball there but uh, it, the kid was fantastic I mean a lefty I'm a lefty so uh, good props out there to him for for making so you're that happen. You catch? Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> but he was fantastic. Good good on the kid, and I, I hope he's playing little league. Yeah, I my favorite part of the whole catch was just the guy in front of him who eyes were just getting wide because he thought he had the, the home run uh, ball and then it goes right through his hands and then you turn around this kid's just diving and just snags it and uh, he makes a ball gets up like perfect concentration like he doesn't lose a ball or anything he <laughs> a good follow through the whole way down gets up everyone loves him he's celebrating then he grabs his mom's phone right away and just starts taking pictures and you know uh, the announcers the announcers are kind of having some fun with that but 
Go ahead oh, and go yeah. for that kid. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully some scouts were out in the in the stands uh, getting his information because uh, top ten that, catch of the year list for sure. It's got to make somebody's top ten. And he's young too. Like he was just uh, he just dove out there, not caring about his body. Like he said, uh, Todd, those seats aren't comfortable. He jumped out, fell, made the catch. So good for him. Well, uh, and it was good to see that guy that was in front of him that didn't get it. I, he was just as excited for that kid as the kid was, you know, where there was a clip going around uh, of a Cubs fan, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Somebody right. threw a ball nope. to a kid in the front row and the kid dropped it. And the dude behind him reached down and stole it. Like that that's such a Cubs fan move. Um, I, myself, I've never caught a foul ball or a home run ball, but if I ever get one, unless it's like a momentous you know, ball that I think mm-hmm. the player is going to want back. It's going to a kid in the area around me, unless the only kids around me are Cubs fans. Uh, and then I'm going to tease them with it. I, uh, I hope you want it, take, get a different shirt or, and then throw it back. Or you can, you know, do the whole throw back into the, onto the field kind of thing. So yeah, there you but, go. There you go. No, I, I think, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? If you catch the ball, do you have to give it away to the kid? What happened? Oh, I have. Like, so I've been person? on. I've been on. I've been on both ends of it as a kid, getting one jack from me, and on the other end, no one gave it to you. Uh, no. So there was one instance. Uh, it was actually a couple of years ago. I went with uh, my oldest kid, my wife, and we were out in the right field bleachers, and a home run ball came off of Jorge Polanco uh, when he was playing with the Pirates, and it hit. It hit and it hit the family in front of us and the ball came down and I grabbed it and I went to go like this and everybody started cheering and like the people in front of me were pissed because I thought I was, you know, they thought I was celebrating with the ball. I'm like, have the ball. And they wouldn't take it for like five minutes. I'm like, guys, I was just getting you the ball. So they made me feel like I I stole the ball and I really, I wasn't, I was just trying to to hook them up. So I've been on both ends. Not a good person for that. Oh, I love, I love seeing kids faces get a ball, man. I've had enough, you know, you know, getting the foul balls or from the bullpen guys, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, I think seeing that look on a kid's face, you know, it made me smile seeing that kid come up and how excited he was, you know, I, I've been on that end being a kid, getting the ball and being super excited. And it's just, it's nice to make a kid feel like that. If he did it on his own, all the better, but hooking him up is even better too. All right. So Todd, from that story, we can, we know just basically don't go to any games with Tom if you want the ball. Cause all he'll do is take it, hold it. Take I won't. Quote, I won't take a go couple for him pictures, anymore. and then he will not give it to you. Nope, I won't go for him anymore. Really, I won't. I don't. I want to see. Tom, I want to see if Tom can dive and and uh, try to jump over a couple chairs to get get the ball. I, like <laughs> I used to nice. play baseball. I used to play baseball. I could do it, but exactly. Unless it's it. hit right. What's that? Unless it's hit right to me, I'm not. I'm not making a move for it. I've. You know, we got we all got to show up to work on Monday, guys. Uh, I'm not laying out for anything. What yeah, are your thoughts turn. then on because uh, the announcers were also talking about this? Um, grown men bringing gloves to uh, to the game. No, no, that's a faux pas, man. No, don't. No. So what if this Tom? What if they got there early for um, you know just a tailgate and he ha- he's playing catch with this kid? I think that's appropriate, but that's bringing okay. it into the into the stadium. You have to leave it in the know. car, though. Yeah, okay. you leave it in the car, man. Yeah, I think as soon you as know, you kid okay. bring it in, you don't. Uh, I think if anything, catch it with your cup, catch it with your bare hand. You know, whatever. <laughs> I just I think that... it's kind of weird. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know. It's weird to me. I get that. No, I, I mean I, I I've never 
haven't brought, I don't bring gloves anymore too when I when I go to games. But I when I see somebody, you know, with a glove, I don't I don't I don't really think anything of it. Like it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I don't think he's it just uh it's just something that I heard them talking about and I was like, yeah, maybe interesting thought. I wanted to get your guys' opinion. I don't look um, down upon it. You know, I don't judge other people um, for it. I, I, I just, just feel like you're really judging them though. Like you I feel like inside yeah, you have I'm gonna a good tell you face this: on. the comedic personality I, in me. Yes, definitely, I'm making fun of people, but like literally judging them, I don't. I don't. I can't. I do. I I, I judge. I judge him definitely. At least Todd's honest about it. Tom says he doesn't, but inside he's like, "Good that guy, poser." I give people benefits of the doubt, man, until they nope. Until they're dicks to me, then we don't. Then we. Then I rip on you. You know. Did you see the video of the mom with a baby in her hand? I saw this on uh, MLB Central <laughs> this morning. Uh, she caught a foul ball and then celebrated. The kids all like, <laughs> and the kid, yes, the kids are just bouncing around, and the mom was just jumping up and down celebrating. Oh, well, she a little bit jumping, and the baby's kind of just bouncing around. It has to be not even a year old. And I'm like, oh my goodness, good for Hope her. That baby I filed insurance claim, man. That's that was whiplash, <laughs> like a mother. Just, just. That's all I could see. I could I couldn't focus on anything other than the video except for the baby's head flopping around and just completely lost to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And this lady's just like, I caught a ball. It's like, yeah, right. you also have a child. Like, mm -hmm. Chill out. She, yeah, I I was uh, trying to think what catch was more impressive, her or the boy. You know, she had a kid in her hand, which obviously makes it that much more impressive. But then the kid, the young kid, dove over some chairs, stole the ball from. The gentleman in front of him, while diving and still keeping the ball. So That's I think more he gets, impressive. I think he, Wicked yeah, more I think, impressive. I think he gets, uh, you know, a catch of the year so far on on this podcast. Here, Hell you know, yeah. Our votes don't count, but he for for this podcast, he definitely that kid gets the the best catch award so far this season. So. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and move on, move on. Look at next, uh, this series coming up. All right, Tom, what do you yeah. got? So for game one, we have Chase DeJong versus Brandon Woodruff. Chase DeJong, uh, he's got a 5.40 ERA. He has no wins or no losses. Um, only 10 innings, innings pitched, so really young and fresh in the season for him. Uh, 10 Ks, three walks, and three home runs. And we have Brandon Woodruff, uh, four and two with a 1.42 ERA. Going into June, that just makes me salivate with joy. Uh, 76 innings pitch, 92 Ks, already getting up to the 100K mark this year. Hopefully tomorrow that'll be it. Uh, 17 walks issued, which is a pretty good ratio if you think about it, um, and only four home runs given up, uh, and especially with the the Pirates reeling like they are. This definitely should be a really good series for us. Um, but, you know, we've always getting tripped up by teams we're supposed to beat. Um, give me just one moment here. I had it open, but it moved on me for game two. There we go. Boom. There we go. Jesus, criminy, let's go. All righty. Um, well, anyways, go ahead, Francisco. Sorry about that, man. I, I no, got it for you here. Uh, right, Saturday. Always on the Saturday. game, Todd. Always on your game. I, I try occasionally. Uh, the Pirates have Chad Cool going for them on Saturday against uh, Brandon – or, I'm sorry, um, Corbin Burns. 
Curtis Barnes. He is 0-3 <laughs> with a 5.61 ERA over six starts this year, 25 and two-thirds innings pitch with 21 strikeouts and a whip of 1.48. So uh, should be a good matchup for our boy Curtis there. But again, like Tom Curtis. said, it's the, it's the damn Pirates, and somehow they just always find a way to be a thorn in our side. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Sunday, Adrian Hauser's on the bump for the Brewers. And our good old trusty friend, Mr. To Be Determined, is going to mm. take the ball for the Pirates. I see well, Brubaker. I like... Who do you see? I think they announced oh. that JT Brubaker. Cool. MLB has it as TBD, so. Okay. Did they announce it? I just I just saw it. Yeah, it says oh. Brubaker. Yeah. Um, speaking Whatever, of Hauser, TBD. Whatever. Yeah, either way. Either way, we should hopefully win. Um we can give us uh, our, our guy Adrian Hauser a little bit of love. I feel like he's been playing well. Four and five on the season, three six six ERA, um, fifty two Ks. Whip, uh, not where you would like it to be, but you know he could be better. So um, mm-hmm. he's giving you, he's putting putting you guys in a chance to uh, in a chance to win. Uh, he averages about five innings. His last three starts, he went five innings, five innings, and then five and a third, um, and. Uh, Yeah, he's only one and zero in those three starts. So, either way, like he's you know he's putting us in position to win, and he's given um, decent starts. So hopefully he can keep that up. But uh, the, the Brewers need, need need to win at least two of these games. They cannot they cannot lose this series. Yeah, and they've got a stretch right now. Um, you know, like I said, where they are playing, you know, quite a few in a row. But it's a pretty easy stretch where they've got the Reds. Uh, Pirates, Reds, and then I believe it's Rockies, Diamondbacks, Rockies. So it should be a, a stretch right now where they can rack up some wins and and move from there. You say that it looks easy, but um, I feel like this team has a has a I don't know if you call it like a gift. Oh, they've got the curse. ability to play play down to their opponents for sure. But they really, yeah, they really make the worst pitchers look like an all-star pitcher. So oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna need him if uh, they want to win. I feel like so, but no, they're they're playing well. They're playing well, and they have a favorable schedule. They play the Reds again coming up, which is crazy because I feel like we we just finished the series against them. So, but I think. I think if they can, you know, to finish this month in the win, win column, get some people back, get some people healthy, <clears throat> I think uh, this team has a uh, has good position, or they're in a good position to do well. So it's exciting for sure. Absolutely. All right. Bum, bum, bum. I think that's about it for today's episode. Todd, do you have anything you want to add? Uh. No, I know Tom wants to add something about uh, a big Instagram video that was out yesterday. Tom, take that one away. So Instagram was posted yesterday or I think the day before. uh, Ryan Braun taking some hacks, uh, taking some BP uh, somewhere. I think it was in Florida or California, somewhere on the coast. Talking about a potential comeback. Um, we have a, a supporter of ours, Wendy Hansen, who, who did, did we talk to on the frequent uh, about things about this? And we had a lovely conversation about how I'm dug in about 
not wanting him back on a Brewer roster. I think we've given him enough money over time. Uh, you know, a lot of people think he would be a good asset. I, I truly disagree just because of back strains and his recent visits or his frequent visits, I should say, to the IL. Um, I just don't think it's there. I, I don't think if he signs with another team, great. I just think we've given enough money to to Ryan Braun. Yeah, um, there was an article um, on the fan side I did reviewing the Brew uh, website about that maybe a day ago. They were kind of mm-hmm. speculating just due to that Instagram post. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of pro him coming back. A lot of uh, I see a lot of the sentiment of, you know, let him have his farewell tour since he didn't really have that last season. I'm not, I'm actually not a big fan of farewell tour. I think they're dumb. Yeah, uh, but whatever. I'm not crazy about him either. And I I feel like that was the appropriate send-off for Ryan Braun last year with the career that he's had with the Brewers where, you know, he is in, in, you know, good standings with a lot of the fans. Sure, there's still the the steroid thing hanging over him, and that's always going to be there. It wouldn't have been a farewell tour out on the road. I know that much. No. Um, no, No other fan base appreciates him. Um, he, he gets booed still constantly everywhere that they would go. So I, I don't know that coming back for a farewell tour with the Brewers is really going to do much, bring him back in for a game and let him throw out the first pitch. I mean, imagine him at, at American family field, throwing out the first pitch in a pivotal game in the playoffs. You know, that place is going to be electric at that point. Um, having Braun in there at that point, give him some fan appreciation beforehand and move on from him. I, I think that's, that's better than him coming back. Kind of like yes. Tom was saying with pitchers, I'd rather invest in bringing up a Zach Green, uh, keeping Tyrone Taylor around, letting guys like that prove what they can do for this team, rather than giving Ryan Braun, you know, a few million bucks to come back in. And where is he going to play defensively? Where is he going to bat? How effective is he going to be uh, batting? So I, I, he's just he's not versatile. He doesn't do enough for me. Um, so I'm, I'm bringing gonna... him back for nostalgic purposes is not a good reason to bring a man back. I no. think he is not that he's a horrible bat, but he's just older now. I mean, it is, it is what it is. His back is no, is no bueno. He, he really doesn't have what he had maybe five or, you know, two or three years ago with that good run that we had. So, I mean, you know, I agree with you, Todd. I think the farewell tour last year was, was sufficient. Um, and I'm good with it. I, I think it's time. Uh, we're better off without him than with him at this point. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. I think uh, he can stay where he is. Who knows what he's going to do, though, because I feel like, um, you know, it's kind of... If somebody there, signs so. him, cool. I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying somebody shouldn't sign him. I just don't think he's a fit for in the direction that we're going. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll end on uh, on that on that note. But if you have not subscribed to our, uh, our podcast, go ahead and do yourself a service and us. And uh, subscribe, give us some reviews, subscribe Service to the YouTube us. channel. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, right, Mike is on I Facebook. Yep, mute him. Yep, go ahead and mute him. Thanks. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the channel. There, he's gone now. Subscribe to the channel. Um, like us on Facebook and uh, all those cool things. Give us some reviews. Appreciate that. All right, Todd. Tom is oh Tom's up. Oh, he's make up your <laughs> mind. Jeez. You're giving me whiplash. I feel like that poor baby in that mom's hand as he was jumping for the ball. That's but awesome. anyway. All right. Go ahead and send us out, Todd. Bye. All righty.
Later. Night, everybody. Oh.